0: I am told that, how many questions? Two or three. Two or three, please. Um, I, what is your name? My name is Sarah Sabalek, and um, I'm from LA, California. And uh, I want to start off by saying I love your work, <laughs> and- uh, At last? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And the first time I read it was before I knew anything about what was going on in Bosnia, and it affected me deeply. But Um, I wanted to say that my last name is Croatian, and uh, I am very aware of what's going on in Bosnia. And uh, I just, usually when people look at the Holocaust, they think, well, we have a responsibility we'll remember. And I just wanted to ask, um, do you think that your book has helped a little in Bosnia, and what we can do? I went there, immediately. I believe that... We are all witnesses to one another. For me to speak, I have to be a witness. It is as a witness that I speak. I went there. I came back heartbroken. That is why at the opening ceremony of the Holocaust Memorial in Washington, in the middle of my address, I turned to the President and asked him to do something, anything. It's madness. Literally madness. Now it stopped for a while, I hope it lasts. President has sent 20,000 American soldiers. I helped him. Uh, We had the press conference in the Oval Office and so that's why both my wife and I were at the State of the Union address. I cannot really tell you how horrible it is to see those children, always children, but again, it depends on us. We must stop that madness, but not only there. What about Rwanda? 500,000 people were killed in Rwanda. And look, this is not, this is, you should know that. This is not an easy way to, to go out with a century. Terrible things are happening. On one hand, we are, we are conquering science. In the plane coming, I was with one of the very, very great medical researchers and doctors and one of the great oncologists in the world, Steve Rosenberg, and we agreed that in the last 20 years more medical progress has been achieved than in the last 5,000 years. Which means people live longer. But what are we doing with the people when they are old? We throw them out. This is incredible. We make people live longer, but once they are old, we force them out. Why humiliate people? Again, you are young. It's, it would be so beautiful that you, because you are young, should now become the bridge with the grandparents, with the old people. Create programs, have imagination. You heard here today, people who have such imagination in business and other fields and in broadcasting, imagination that, that almost it has an excess of imagination. Use your imagination. Do something, and then madness will recede. Who else? Thank you. Um, my name is John Bonam, uh, I'm from New York City. Uh, at the age of 14, I, I chose to leave home. And when I entered my English class, the first book that I got was Night. It, the teacher gave me was nine and she she said well the other kids read this book about a year ago and you should read it and I never knew leaving the city I never knew about the Holocaust or you know I knew about the African struggle because I'm African American and slavery and after your father's death what drives you to live well, like why you just I don't know I read your book and you, you seem so close to your father in your book what gave you the strength to keep going I had no strength. I owe you my sincerity, truth. Sometimes you feel, hear people, I was battle. I didn't fight for survival. I write about it in the memoir which came out last December. I'm not even giving you the name, I'm not here to sell books. But there, it's a long book, there I described more about it. I did not, I was too timid, I was too young, and I come from a religious, Jewish religious home and therefore I never did anything to survive. I didn't know how. I was bashful, maybe cowardly. As long as my father was alive, I wanted to live because I knew if he dies, I die. When he died, I didn't live. It was really by accident that somehow, that's why even in the book Night, the last few months, maybe three, four pages, because I was not alive. Well, then the Americans came and they liberated the camp. I could have died any time before or during, uh, it's by accident. But once I survived, I feel I must do something with that. I must confer a meaning retroactively on that survival. And therefore, I must give what I received. Uh, every day, therefore, for us is a day of grace. Every gesture must be an offering. Whatever we do must be a an act of faith in the other. Therefore, when I see young people, or children especially, I become both invincible and vulnerable. Let a child be hurt and, and I I go to pieces if I cannot help that child. Yes, absolutely. Um, you seem so passionate in your fight um, against the injustices that are occurring in our world today, um, much more than any person I've probably ever seen in my life. I mean, you, you seem you seem to have such care for those those burning churches and and all those people that are in Bosnia. And um, I was just wondering if this 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 feeling that you have is because you were in the Holocaust and you you've seen. You've seen um, injustice at its worst, and if you could tell us, tell me a little bit, just a little bit about what you felt while you're in Auschwitz. I would gladly send you my book because I wrote about it. I cannot speak about it. As for the first part of your question, look, I don't know what what would I have done had there been no war, but well, there was a war, and there was much suffering more than at any time in history. And that experience brought out the best in the good and the worst in the bad. They were good people too. I heard earlier about a hero. Who was a hero? Heroes in my time were very simple people. Years ago, I organized a conference in Washington called The Courage to Care. I brought people non-Jews, Christians, who saved Jews during the war at the risk of their lives, together. They were the heroes. They were beautiful people. But when I went around asking, why did you do it? Why did you do it? What made you a hero? They were all angry. I am not a hero. I was simply human. I saw a child running in the street. How could I not open the door and bring the child in? Somebody was hungry. How could I not feed that person? And I felt, my God, to be human in an inhuman society is what makes a human being a hero. There was a woman in Germany, I didn't know her, she didn't come to that conference, she was too old. She saved a family and therefore she received a medal from the Israeli Remembrance Authority, Yad Vashem. And many, many journalists went to that ceremony and they all asked, Why did you do it? Why did you do it? Why did you do it? She didn't know what to answer. Finally she got angry she straightened herself out and she said, you want me to tell you why I did it? Because of self-respect. Simple things. So heroism really is very, very simple. Simply the image of yourself. What do you think of yourselves? When you think of yourselves, what image do you carry around? And the choice again, the choice is in your hands. You, you spoke of not succumbing to indifference and to current events. And I'd like to know how, how you feel about um, Southern Baptists who have recently adopted the resolution to try to convert Jews. And I'm wondering if you think that, I know it's a sensitive issue, but I would appreciate your input on what do you think this is an, a, a trend towards something? Um, I, I don't know how. To... I don't understand them, really. You know, those who know me, I have respect for other people's religion. I'm a Jew, but I never believe that the Jewish people are superior to another or inferior. I never believe that my religion is superior or <coughs> inferior. I respect everyone who believes, or even who doesn't, who is simply tolerant and human. Therefore, when you hear on television of all things that they adopted the resolution, 16, that means asking 16 million Southern Baptists to convert Jews, I said, what is wrong with them? What century do they live in? That was good for the sick, good, was bad too, for the 16th century. Now, in this time and age, are there no more problems in the world that they could uh, tackle? Not, no No hunger? No disease, what's happening in this world? There are enough sick sick people who need their their attention. There are enough people who are victimized, who are prisoners of despair, who need their compassion. That's all they want to do now, to to, to convert Jews. You know, I'm I'm, I'm ready to tell them, try with me. I'll be the first candidate, go ahead, try. (laughs)